first, if you'd like to take a look at this storm that's headed at us this morning, and you've got your phone or computer handy, you can go to wortfm.org forward slash weather. And in the featured graphics up towards the top of the page there, there's a, a few satellite images that will provide some nice views. There's a water vapor image of the U.S. that has the surface pressure fields overlaid on it, and I'll be talking about that in a moment. And there's also a water vapor image just of the Midwest that has the mid-level winds and vorticity analysis laid over top of that. That provides a really nice, fine-grained view of this approaching storm, just coming on frame there, uh, showing some of the speed and directional difluence up in the mid-level winds that are out ahead of this storm, which are going to help draw the lower-level circulation up towards us. So I invite you to have a look at that as well. Uh, I'm sorry I missed seeing Helena White down here the last couple of weeks, but I have to say these were two of the most boring meteorological weeks in living memory. So, uh, well, except for being unduly warm, I guess. So anyway, I'm glad I came back when I did. You'll remember that the last time I was on, this would be three weeks ago, I mentioned the Climate Prediction Center's prognostication at that time that a pattern change might take place sometime out in early or mid-January based at that time on the Madden-Julian cycle and what were nascent indications possibly of a sudden stratospheric warming event that could take place around now. And the forecasters at the Climate Prediction Center really nailed this one. Tomorrow's snowstorm is actually just sort of a corollary occurrence, really, to a wider atmospheric change, which is going to include a shift in the long wave pattern up in the upper air that's going to finally allow continental polar air to come flooding down into the lower 48 states. Really, for the first time this winter, after having been bottled up in the high Arctic and the northern latitudes, mostly of the eastern hemisphere so far this cold season, this atmospheric transition is indeed occurring after a sudden stratospheric warming event. This would be high above the Arctic region, way up in the stratospheric polar vortex, up about 10 millibars, so high, high above ground. I've mentioned these sorts of vortex disruptions in the past when they've occurred, so I won't go into the phenomenon specifically this morning since we've got other fish to fry going on down here in the troposphere at the moment. Uh, anyway, these sorts of events do tend to be associated with Arctic air intrusions into the mid-latitude. So from about Friday, say, forward, we may be seeing some pretty cold air invading Wisconsin, at least from time to time. It's a little hard to tell at this point how long this outbreak is going to last, hopefully long enough to freeze our lakes. Uh, in the meantime, though, we do have this uh, significant snowfall, the first one of the season really coming at us. You may have heard me cataloging the prospects for the storm back on the Wednesday evening news forecast last week. And despite my skepticism at that time that this wouldn't turn out like a similar system that fell apart back in early December, this storm has managed to hold together on the models right through all the intervening days. That's remarkable in itself. If you have a look at the uh, water vapor image of the U.S. that I was mentioning, you'll see first there this past weekend system swirling out of the way. It kind of delivered us that snow on Saturday, and you'll notice that the little swirl of vorticity that lifts up our way from this is basically just kind of a cast-off from what is much stronger energy in the southern branch of the jet, which then continues eastward across the deep south and up the east coast with some uh, impactful weather there over this past weekend. And then along about uh, yesterday on the image, back to the west, you can see new energy come digging southward down the Pacific coast, redeepening an upper trough out there with its pit currently crossing the Mojave Desert into Arizona and New Mexico this morning. The swirl in the base of that trough is getting a little boost of energy currently from a speed maximum that you can see diving through it. And if you're looking on that water vapor image, you can see the response in the deepening series of yellow isobars to the northeast of there over the Panhandle of Texas, indicating the dropping of the surface pressures there. 
Uh, this storm, unlike the last one, is going to take a more westward track up the Mississippi Valley from its current location in the north Texas panhandle up to around St. Louis by tomorrow morning, the way it appears, and then to around Chicago in the mid-afternoon, and then on across lower Michigan tomorrow evening. So this is going to be a fast-moving storm, which will act on its own way to constrain uh, whatever snowfall totals we get. The track is also quite variant still between the various high-resolution models, uh, at least within about a 50 or 100-mile span uh, northwest to southeast across Illinois. So that will also impact exactly what we see here tomorrow. The best consensus at this point, though, puts the heaviest deformation band snow, as we call it, on the northwest side of the circulation just over us or perhaps just to our northwest. So in terms of positioning, things are looking really good for this storm so far. There are a few unresolved variables, though, yet, which will need to be considered. One is the effect of Lake Michigan, which is comparatively warm still. It has water temperatures up in the low 40s at the surface. Northeasterly winds, which will be ramping up as the surface load deepens and approaches, are going to bring up somewhat colder air across the lake, which is likely to pick up then a fair amount of moisture for potential lake enhancement of precipitation towards the far eastern part of the listening area. But with low-level temperatures just marginal to start with in the low 30s tomorrow, that may produce a more uh, mixy snow result or a very wet snow, which would then end up with lower overall amounts as you got over towards the lake. Uh, if that incoming air is dry enough, though, evaporative cooling may be able to take over and keep all that extra moisture as snow, which would obviously bring more snow to the east part of the listening area. So that remains to be seen. Another concern reveals itself in looking at the various prognostic soundings of the lower atmosphere tomorrow, which reveal different amounts of upward forcing for cooling and saturation in the lowest couple or three miles of the air column. Depending on just where the surface circulation ends up passing tomorrow and just how the additional uh, atmospheric layers above that are oriented, the amount of frontogenetic forcing along the uh, elevated warm layer to the north and west sides of this storm, uh, which may be fairly high up above us, uh, may be somewhat variable through the mid part of the snowfall tomorrow afternoon. So we may see some uneven rates of snowfall, although there certainly do look to be periods tomorrow when uh, an inch per hour or more may be coming down. And then the last detail to, to iron out is the predicted temperature range up in the snow production layer aloft, which looks, even though, as I mentioned, will be quite high up in the atmosphere, say 10 or 12,000 feet, it may nevertheless be warmer than the ideal dendrite growth temperature zone, which is in the uh, sort of single digits to mid-teens range. So that could result in what will be a generally a denser and less fluffed up snow from what we might otherwise see from an equivalent amount of liquid tomorrow. So putting all that together, uh, best guess here, I'm expecting somewhere between, say, 5 and 7 and possibly 8 inches coming down between late tonight and tomorrow evening with the heaviest precipitation rates generally in the midday hours of tomorrow. After that, we'll have a follow-on Alberta Clipper system passing over Wisconsin Wednesday night into Thursday, and that's likely to deliver another inch or two of snow on top of whatever comes down tomorrow. And then, uh, as you may have heard, we do have the possibility of another panhandle hook storm coming at us Friday into Saturday. So far, it appears that that system may take a somewhat more southeasterly track, but you might want to stay apprised because uh, tomorrow's storm also did start out like this before the track began recurving northward over the last several days. I should have a clearer picture in any case of that late week storm on the Wednesday evening news forecast. But back to the nearer term for just a few additional details. 
Today will remain uh, gray under what will be a slowly deepening overcast as moisture rides northward ahead of the approaching low uh, pressure circulation to our southwest. Temperatures will hold basically steady, rising into the low 30s on southeasterly winds up at 5 to 10 miles per hour, backing more easterly and northeasterly than as we go through the evening and overnight. Winds will slowly intensify also overnight, getting up to about 12 to 18 miles per hour as we approach daybreak tomorrow. And passing flurries may begin to fall as early as, say, this evening, but I think the steadier snows are likely to hold off until the wee hours of tomorrow. Uh, We may see a couple, even three inches already down by daybreak. And tomorrow we'll see snow rates generally ramping up through the morning again, possibly with some uh, breaks from time to time. There are also indications that we could see an episode or two of convective snow tomorrow driven by strong dynamical lifting from the upper levels through the midday hours. So that could put down some heavy amounts quickly, at least in small areas. Temperatures will hold uh, around freezing or just above through the day with northeasterly winds up at 15 to 25 miles per hour. So this snow, which should be fairly wet, is probably going to plaster the northeastern sides of trees and your car and whatever else is in the way. The snow will also become uh, drier through the course of the storm, so drifting is likely to become an issue as we get later in the day. The National Weather Service currently has uh, an overall total for tomorrow of between 10 and 11 inches in its hourly prediction grid, so I'm, I'm going a few inches underneath that. It'll be an impactful storm in any case. I would be happy to be proven wrong in my total estimations, uh, just for the sake of a good snowstorm, I have to say. Snow should knock off tomorrow night, though it'll continue to drift on backing northerly winds, which will be coming up to 18 to 25, even 30 miles per hour for a while through the overnight hours before starting to come down then again as we get into Wednesday morning. Temperatures will drop back to about the mid-20s overnight. And Wednesday will continue uh, mostly cloudy, maybe with some lifting of the deck anyway, or possibly a little bit of clearing. And the temperatures in the upper 20s on lighter, more northwesterly winds, or even west by the end of the day. And then winds will be backing southwest overnight with temperatures dropping to the low 20s. And light snow will be pressing across the area through the nighttime hours and into Thursday with maybe another inch or possibly two coming down at that point. Skies may slowly clear out as long as we go through the day Thursday with temperatures holding in the low to mid-20s as colder air comes in behind the departing system. We'll drop into the teens probably in the overnight into Friday and then see thickening skies once again with northeasterly winds starting to ramp up. That'll be ahead of this next storm. There's no telling exactly where this one's going to go, so we might see a repeat of tomorrow conceivably at the end of the week. Stay tuned. I'll have more details on this on the Wednesday evening news forecast between seven, uh, 6 and 7 p.m. Wednesday evening. So uh, tune in for that if you can.